Business Podcast. The most creative minds and innovative thinkers in football. Hello and welcome to the Football Code Business Podcast. On today's show, we're off to Cannes, France, and bringing you a panel from Sport Beach, which was hosted by Stagwell Inc. during last month's Cannes Lions. Stagwell is a global marketing network built to challenge the status quo. And during Sport Beach, they welcomed leading names from sports, brands and media together for conversations based on the cultural zeitgeist of sport and its massive global market. This panel focuses on building brand partnerships in women's football and features former US women's national team and Gotham FC goalkeeper and current global creative advisor for Gotham, Ashlyn Harris, actor and Angel City Football Club investor Sophia Bush, and SVP of North America Whiskey Portfolio and Global Baileys at Diageo, Sophie Kelly, in conversation with ESPN veteran reporter Holly Rowe. Right, enough from me. Over to the panel. What do you all say we stay in the land of football? Want that? All right, let's do it. We're going to turn towards a different topic. Brand partnerships lay the foundation to help professional sports teams thrive. So here to discuss partnerships in women's soccer, we have an amazing panel. I'm so excited about this one. We've got former U.S. women's national team star and current global creative advisor for Gotham FC, Ashlyn Harris. We have actor and Angel City investor, Sophia Bush. We have Stagwell's great supporter and client, Diageo's SVP of North American Whiskey and Bailey's portfolio, Sophie Kelly. And our moderator, Emmy award-winning journalist with ESPN and NBA analyst for the Utah Jazz, Holly Rowe. So please welcome this powerful panel to the stage. Give it up. (laughs) Hello, hello. Thank you all. Merci à vous. Bienvenue. Okay, we're going to need more energy because you were very polite. Everyone clapped very politely. We need more energy. Let's start that way. There it is. Thank you. Yeah, everyone's hungover and hot, but come on. Yes. It's a hot girl summer starting now. So, let's start talking about why brands should be investing in women's sports, getting involved in women's sports, and building partnerships. And I want to start with the owner... I love saying that. The owner of Angel City FC. Isn't that the most insane thing? It's boss. It's total boss. Um, (laughs) You guys have developed some really great partnerships, including with Sophie. My girl. I want to talk a little bit about when you first started. This is a fairly new football club, Angel City. How did you get brands interested? I mean, the time is right, and largely thanks to this woman and what your team, you know, has done for us on the national stage. And... It was undeniable watching the numbers, truthfully, of, the, of, of those efforts in the World Cup. And people going, oh, women's soccer is being watched more than anything. You have to have data to sometimes catch people up who are a little slow on the uptake. And we had it. And the folks who had said, oh, well, no one's paying attention to women's sports. Well, we, that, we can disprove that. And for all of us who had been rallying and excited and clamoring for so many years, we knew that it was the moment. And to have brands like Diageo come in and say, we're going to put our money where our mouth is helps because not only do you need the audiences, but you need the money to get out there and participate in the marketplace. And we're, you know, immensely proud of what we're doing. 
I think for brands, what you want are eyeballs, consumers, people who are going to spend money on your products, right? It's just that simple. And what we're seeing in women's sports, I see this firsthand every day I work a women's sporting event. So we just did the Women's World Series of College Softball. Anybody here watch softball? Probably not many. Hey! Good. Hey, guy. <laughs> Against the NBA Finals, we had 2.3 million people tune in to watch women's college softball against the NBA, right? So people get to choose what they want, and they're choosing women's sports. And Ashlyn, I think you have dialed into this big time as the global, we just want to say global more times, you know, creative director for Gotham FC. How are you seeing passion and creativity explode right now in your role for women's sports? Well, I think largely what Angel City has done, which I'm going to give them credit, and I don't like to do this too often. <laughs> where they they're not, not all where what they are made both. out to be, let's say that. No, I'm kidding. But they've, they've changed the blueprint, right? They've, they've created this new space and new business plan that's clearly working, right? It's clearly working. And we're in a New York franchise, and, and we have to, between L.A. and New York, we have to deliver. We have to set the tone. These are the biggest cities talk about global, global, global. So now it's just operating Gotham FC as a business. And how I can slide into this is for so long, I've built a brand that was a part of everything I did. So now I'm on the business side and I have two different views on how to navigate not only being the player, but also soccer operations, executive groups, leadership, business plans, partnerships, marketing, branding, social. And now I'm able to deliver what I know and learned as a player. And I have a seat at the table to really move this club forward. But also, it wouldn't even be possible. The narrative wouldn't be possible without franchises like Angel City. Right. They have to be sexy franchises in some respects. I mean, the Lakers have let us down. The Knicks have let us down for such a long time. <laughs> we should just get involved more with Angel City and Gotham FC because they will deliver. Am I, am I right with that? I'm this? way more sexy. Yeah. So we're talking about brands now, and you are one of the most successful brand managers out there. How about this? One of the agencies that you ran won the grand prize here when this very first oh, started. Yeah. It, the, this uh, is an OG of, of yes. So you know what you're talking about. That was for tech. Oh, but Win. still, you're winning. You're winning. You have gotten involved as a brand manager. You've gotten a partnership going with Angel FC. I see it on your social media. You'll brand a player interview, and your brand is on there. But I already watched the player interview because I was interested. And now I'm seeing your brand. Tell me, how are you partnering in an impactful way with content and women to create that partnership? Yeah, look, I'll just say, um, I'll take it back one step and say with Johnny Walker, we're a brand that stands for progress. We got that striding man. We're all about keep walking. And it was actually Soph um, over here, the other Soph, the fabulous Soph, who started working with us on a cultural program, which is all about first strides. And that was about actually acknowledging female firsts, whether they were in sport, film, entertainment, tech, business and actually um, working with iFarm Women, working with She Should Run, etc., a load of organizations to actually pay it forward and get those women to find other women. Because the insight behind the program is you can't have a second, third or fourth if you don't have a first, right? So it was through Soph that as we were doing this work for the last six years, she said, uh, are you, you don't do anything in women's sport. 
uh, why? Is there a reason? Are you prohibited from doing it? And I went, no, makes a lot of sense. And then she introduced us to Angel City Football Club. And what I love about women's sport is that this is a partnership. It's not a transaction. It's not about money for eyeballs. It is a community and we are getting involved in it. We're getting involved with the ownership. We're getting involved with the investors. We're getting involved with the players and we're supporting and developing uh, stuff that helps move the play forward and the ritual of socket forward and the players who are participating in it. That's a very different sports sponsorship deal to others that you may do that is about money and eyeballs. And you can achieve so much more. I will also say as brands, we've got to be doing this, right? We, at the centre of every brand or company's ESG agenda is inclusivity and diversity. If we are not walking the talk by putting our marketing money behind programs, platforms, whether they be teams, whether they be media channels that are promoting these audiences and getting more equity into viewership, investment, and what the players are getting paid, we're not doing our job. Yeah, but it's not just, oh, we're going to give you a, a gift and we're going to make us feel good that we did this, right? And we, we checked off this box for our company. We're doing it because this is a good investment. Totally. And what we're seeing in women's sports right now is, you know, so, so men's sports has been growing, growing, growing. They're here. Women's sports have a lot more growth with, I mean, I think the room for growth is in women's sports. So whether it's ratings, investment, um, sponsorships, brand partnerships, I think that's where the money can have its greatest impact. So what do brands need to do to get involved with Gotham FC and how can you maximize their footprint? So for me, and, and, and Sophie and I talk about this all the time, it's like we, we have to move past this transactional deal where Johnny Walker just slaps a logo on the front jersey and start moving in into this trans like transformative stage where we're like really doing incredible work that the players want to be a part of first because brands not only want access to you know Angel Cities and Gotham they want access to the players oh yeah so for me personally to deliver these sponsorships, partnerships, what, what we call it now, I guess, not sponsorships, partnerships, yeah. yes. So, <laughs> I, like, you have to have the players believe in what you're doing. They also have to like and the people like and the brands, like right? The product. Yeah, you know, I was promised whiskey to moderate this. By the same. Way. I don't know what happened. Were you all also promised whiskey? Such a part, though, of yeah. having a partnership versus a sponsorship is having a relationship. Yeah. Like wanting to be around people, having people be a part of your life. You know, we go out and we do these programs and we highlight women around the country who are working in multiple verticals across business, tech, entertainment, sports. It's, it's the dream job for me. And it came out of a, a one-month thing we were going to do to raise money for She Should Run ahead of the midterms in 2018. That's right. Yeah. And we realized we had such a vibe and Sophie and I became friends in the way that, you know, I was a fan and then this woman told me she was a fan and I was like, oh my God, really? And then we became friends. Like, right. what? And we and now we're all going to the World Cup in Australia. We're all going, hello. We're and we're all family. On, we're trying to work on ways to advance our communities. It's not like, yeah, I'll post an Instagram for this brand. It's how do we leverage our collective platforms, audiences, corporate money yeah. that, you know, the rest of us could otherwise not compete with 
to change culture and to build crews of women that in multiple cities around the country are able to go out and fight for the same things and move entire communities of women forward. I yeah. Well, go ahead. No, I was just going to say, I think the relationship party is just super critical. I see Jess back there from Angel City Football Club. But, um, and I think about if we hadn't had conversations about how we were going to engage with them as a brand, then we wouldn't have created the first female anthem for the club, which is running with the angels. So instead of slapping ads around the place, we worked together and we brought our talent, Brittany Howard and TEP, together with Angel City Football Club, created their first anthem, which gets played before the game, gets played for the players. And that's the brand turning up and being a part of the ritual of women's soccer and enhancing it. At the end of the day, too, it's about the structure of the deals. Back to the transaction thing. At the heart of our deal together is an iPhone women fund that is about grants for female entrepreneurs in sport. So that's walking the talk. That's having a valued relationship with the community, not just a transactionary sponsorship. So there's a phrase that I love with women, and it's called social currency. So maybe you were fans of each other, and then you met each other socially, and then you developed this business relationship that now you're turning into currency. And I do think that we are good at that in women's sports. We've been boxing out and finding our lane our entire lives, the length of our lives in women's sports. We know how to box out and get you what you need as a brand. Trust me, we'll run through the wall to deliver. But we use our social currency. You have a platform in acting that, that we didn't have in sports, right? You're bringing that to your platform. How are you drawing those eyes? And you, you've had your soccer platform, but now you're drawing those eyes to your fashion and your creativity. Yeah. How are you drawing your platforms and that responsibility to these platforms with brands and engagement around your sports? Well, I think a platform is a privilege. And you've got to spend it. And for me, as a longtime social justice worker and activist, you know, I, I, I started on my first political campaign in 2007. I've been doing this a long time. And by the way, back in the day, early in my career, I had team members saying, you cannot be this political. This is career suicide. And I was like, congratulations, you're no longer my agents. Everyone's fired. <laughs> like, what, what am I doing here if I'm not doing good with this, you know? The, the idea that we're just here to make everybody smile and sell stuff, I think, is ridiculous. Yeah. And it, it's not an accident that even for the four of us sitting up here, we are drawn to disruption for positive change. We want to change the world for women. And it's our responsibility in rooms to make sure we're holding those doors open. And so, you know, it's not lost on me that I get to break barriers in my gender very often and that I get invited into certain rooms, who are the other women I bring into those rooms? Who do I specifically bring into those rooms from the, the women in my life that are women of color? Because look, like we're four white women sitting up here. We are activists, we are allies, we are doing work, but it's really important if we're the only ones on a stage or in a space to make sure that our friends who don't experience our privilege also get to come with us, that those are the people we're highlighting, that those are the people we're putting up for jobs, you know, even in our first strides campaign, because I love to talk about politics and change. I started a podcast. Sophie was like, what are we doing for podcasters? And we went and gave a bunch of money to these amazing women in LA yes. who run a Latina podcast and entertainment company called Locatora Radio, 
look them up. Please follow them on Instagram. They are incredible. And it's like, we get to do it in every vertical we care about. We are designing how to uplift more and more women and how to put more and more of us in rooms together that perhaps historically wouldn't be. And I think that that is so incredibly meaningful. You get to do that so much in sports and we want to do it everywhere. Yeah, it's interesting to hear you talk about this because it's not, you're not just delivering an idea or eyes, you called it just eyeballs, spending money. This is so thoughtful. The thoughtfulness behind what you're doing and how you're trying to elevate people, Mm -hmm. I find fascinating. So thank you so much for that. I want to get to you because you have had such an intriguing creative input with your club. You just designed this really cool pride shirt and you did this whole beautiful thing. And it wasn't just like, we're going to do pride. We're going to do a pride shirt. You can buy it. It's like, no, this is going to be special. I will design it. You are also bringing eyes to inclusion in other ways. Tell me why is that important and how are you maximizing that? I just think uh, soccer for me is such a space to... It's a safety place for me. As a child, you know, I I had a lot of things going on. And the way the sport showed up for me on a level that saved my life, I want to pay that forward. So when you're talking about using your platform and leverage and all the great things that we have, it's how we turn our gift into our purpose. And every single day, I, love I, I, I choose to, to show up and do this because... We knew what we were capable of. Like women's sports, this is the moment. We knew we could build something special. It's just like everyone else is just figuring it out right now a little bit, but we're like, ha, told you so. (laughs) So for me, I'm just delivering, like I'm just myself. Like I show up and I hold people accountable. I have this expectation of how I see the sport moving and I just deliver it and I hold myself accountable, the people around me accountable, and I want this to succeed. I want children to have the same sense of safety and love that the sport gave. Like everyone deserves a home. And this capsule that I just created, which is a pride collection, it's way, it goes way beyond pride. It goes way beyond slapping a rainbow behind, you know, Gotham FC. It's literally showing people that you have a home Like, this is your safe space. However you choose to identify, show up, how you move in the world, you are celebrated here. And, like, I want to bring that into every stadium, every panel, every workplace. Like, people need to know their value. And I'm scratching the surface in New York because there is so much there. And that's why when we talk, I'm always like, what are we doing next? Let's go. We need to talk. We need to keep growing. Yeah, exactly. Get on Keep it. spinning that money. <laughs> but, but, okay, so I like what you're saying is this is, and, and for brands who are looking to get involved in women's sports, I just hope you're getting a great idea of how these women can deliver. It is passion fueled by purpose. And I don't know that there are other businesses in the world that you get that combination for a brand. It is passion filled with purpose. So how does that attract you? Why might you be attracted to them as a business? Uh, I just think that's the best. Yeah, I turn my gift into a purpose. I love that. I'm a bit, I'm a bit stealing that with pride. Um, but what I would say about that is our gift is 
we're at Cannes Film Festival. Our gift is creativity. So how do we actually view the work we do and use creativity to actually create more social impact in the world? So why is this important for, for us? Because what you're hearing here is a different value equation, right? It's about coming alongside communities, having real partnership, having long-term commitment, and creating value for that community together. And you, you can create a lot of value uh, and get a lot of eyeballs and have a great ROI. But when you're investing in women's sport, I think, or in the work that Sophie and I have been doing for the last kind of six years, it's about having a value exchange with communities that represents a different kind of commitment and a different kind of engagement in your brands. I mean, if you look at the, the consumer base of Johnny Walker today, versus 10 years ago, it is a different consumer base. It is more diverse, it is more variety, it is different ages, and we have taken the brand to new communities, but we've taken it to them not in a superficial way, but in a way where we are really walking the talk and we are doing things for the community. And then you're creating a different kind of engagement. Yes, yeah, so I, I'm, a I'm a big sports fan, but I am a consumer first. I am a woman that makes good money and I spend money on brands that invest in women's sports. The second Megan Rapinoe had a deodorant deal, I've never looked back. Schmidt's deodorant, I've never looked back. I just buy it. Because I thought if these brands will pay women, invest in women, get into the sports marketplace with women, as a woman consumer with good money, I am going to support that. So I hope brands know that and understand that is we are passionately connected in this space yeah, and I think on that, it's, it, I, I really want us to think about the dis, disproportionate engagement that you get from the organisations when you choose to double down invest. Also, I think, let's stop with the $100,000 checks. I mean, come on, like, if, if brands got actively involved and more regularly wrote really large ch checks, then we would totally change the face of of this sport and of the players and, to your point, of, of a big community of lives. I mean, when you go to an Angel City football club or a Gotham game, it is a different vibe. It is like walking into a village, into a community of people who love each other, who want to hang out and want to be doing better in the world, not just in soccer. So it's a different engagement model. Okay, before we let you go, I see the clock ticking down. You each have one minute left to just wrap up. And what is your wish for, for ending this panel on a message to people who took time to come and watch today? Which, by the way, thank you because it's super hot and we're so grateful. So what I would love to add on to what you were just saying, Sophie, is real investment changes culture. Mm -hmm. And so often uh, folks who do what we do, who've, who've taken their careers to be activists who are out advocating on behalf of communities and causes, that, that costs. You do a lot of volunteering. And so I, I really also want to encourage brands to think about the fact that when you invest in people that you believe in, you also enable them to go out and be advocates. You, you enable them to you know, pay their mortgage or keep the lights on in their stadium. You know, what you guys do with us at Angel City FC means we get to host community engagement days and we sponsor schools that are around our stadium. We donate sports equipment. We run camps for kids. We are able to spend money on community because we're getting it from a corporation. 
And that's the kind of circular structure that you can build when you go out and you create partnerships rather than sponsorships. And there's a whole new world that's possible in terms of access and healing if we get creative. And that's what I hope to see more and more of. I think what Diageo is doing and what Johnny Walker is doing with our teams is so incredibly meaningful. And my hope is that other brands here and whatever brands y'all work for are like, catch up, come join us. It's so fun. I agree with that. And I, like for me as a player and seeing where we're going and the fight we've had, I was one of the plaintiffs uh, for equal pay. I just like, I want to be at a place and this is my life's work. I spent so much time working extra jobs to do what I loved. Yeah. And my hope is when I leave this place that these young kids now kind of paving the way for this next generation, imagine if they just had to focus on their craft, mm -hmm. that they didn't have to work three to four jobs right after training, how incredible they could be, how transformative they could be. It's just, we have to invest in women. We have to lift women because right. it's a good business. Yeah. It's a great it's investment. It's a good investment. The numbers do not lie. They don't. The numbers do not lie. And right now, women's sports, it's the moment. It's the moment. Okay, Sophie, I, I, wanna, I wanna challenge you on this one. You, oh. you did a panel, You're, you know, I'm doing research for moderating. I go back, I, I research this panel. And you talked about equity and inclusion and yeah. why we need to pay women. And, and you have fought literally in court to get fair pay for your work on the football pitch, again, the same that the men do, the exact same job with better results, right? You won that battle. People say they're gonna do this. Companies create a department to do this. How can people walk away from here today and actually do this? So I would say to you all the marketers and the agency creative people out there, we're all about running alongside culture, following trends, investing ahead, and grabbing something that's growing. If you are not writing checks and getting to know people behind women's sport, you are not paying attention to a growing business and a growing trend and a ritual that can partner with your brand and create real experiences that people get on board with. So it's just different. And that will be our mic drop moment, still with 54 seconds to spare. Thank you all for coming today. It's hot. Please get involved investing in women's sports. It's not just an investment. It is a return on investment that will be real and tangible. The WNBA is a perfect place for that. The NWSL is a perfect place for that. We have a lot of seats at the table and would love for you to come and join us because this is the moment. Thank you, ladies. You're amazing. Thank you. Thanks for having us. Football Co. Business Podcast. The most creative minds and innovative thinkers in football.